We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard a house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah What's going on, boys? Just another day I got a haircut I Wait, see that. Did he figure? Did you have as much problem this barbie anomaly that that Thompson did? I will say, I walked in and I was like, "What is this magical place? And why are people walking out with shorter hair than they came in with?" <laughs> did they have coffee though? Did they have beer? They did not have coffee. They did not have beer. Oh man, you went to the wrong one. You went to the wrong one. I, I have my one that I go to, and I I stand by it. So the, the modern day barbershop still an anomaly. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Last Call Podcast. I'm your host Aaron Thompson, and alongside me, as always, are my co-hosts Nick Warner and Sean. Yeah, it's a good day. Good day. Glad to be back. Yep. Looking forward to a good podcast. A lot of energy. A lot of focus. What'd you say? A lot of energy. A lot of focus. It was a joke. Oh, you know, because he wasn't paying attention. Yeah, no, went over my head. So, uh, welcome to the Last Call Podcast, everybody. For those of you who don't know, every week we do this podcast, uh, Nick, Sean, and I, where we attempt to drink six beers in 60 minutes during the podcast. Each beer does have to be at or above 5% alcohol by volume. And so, naturally, we go to our uh, the easiest beer to find that's 5% alcohol by volume. you can find it at basically any of your local grocery stores and sometimes gas stations, Budweiser. So, good old Bud Diesel never fails. Never Bud, does. Bud is always there for me. I have to argue though that the prices are outrageous and they're only going up. It used to be like twenty three dollars for me to buy a case down here at the the store that we always go to, and it's like twenty six dollars now. Inflation is hitting everything, man. <laughs> Can't stand it. Well, didn't one time we went there, we both bought a, a twenty four rack, and I we both paid different prices for said twenty four rack. Yeah, so the place by our house because it was cold, they had a different price no. for the cold ones. Yeah, they did. They had a different it, price. It was, for the cold but it wasn't ones. this time. It Not wasn't that time. time. The oh, guy just okay. messed it up. Like, right smack dab by its head. His head. Its head. His head. It says, case of beer. Or Budweiser, Bud yeah. Light, Coors Light. Your generic domestics. It just says twenty three ninety nine or something like that. Twenty four ninety nine. I pay mine. He pays his. It was, was like $1.50 cheaper. Yeah. I'm like, how did he... And I was... We were back to back. Like, I paid for mine, then he paid for his. And it was a different price. Well, I do know that that the same place at one point did charge differently if it was cold beer versus warm beer. They had yeah. warm Budweiser sitting out there, just you know, and that was like twenty three ninety nine. But if you wanted the cold stuff, it was like twenty five ninety nine. So they were like charging premium for the cold for the electricity. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Well, to be fair, I think uh, was it AES just raised our rates by like twelve percent or something like that. <sighs> so that's fun. What a fun time to be alive. Love it, but. Thank you for joining us, and uh, I don't know, maybe drinking with us. I don't know if people play along at home. It would be kind of fun. It would be go- cool to see people doing videos of that, like, although I don't know that they would want to record themselves. Well, because the audience is just sitting there drinking. like They're they're not actually... So what are you going to do? Just <laughs> record yourself for an hour just to prove that you can drink the 6 and 60? Um, it would be entertaining. All right. So I've got two topics that I thought about this week. One, do you want to go space or do you want to go sports? <sighs> do you like space? Porque I like space. Well, yeah. we're going to do both, but uh, where, where do you want to start? Do you want to start space or sports? Let's start far up in the sky and then we'll make our way down. Bring ourselves back down yeah. to earth? Yeah. Okay. So I was on the internet 
as I normally am. And I saw something going around that I thought was pretty interesting. So Mars, Elon Musk, been in the news. You know, Elon's the the Mars guy, right? Wants to get us to Mars. Things Occupy Mars. Exactly. Apparently, there's a theory going around that Mars at one point did actually have life on it, but had a nuclear explosion that made it a desolate wasteland. So there's a theory that at, in this, the, the number that I heard, I think was like 300 million years ago, Mars actually had life on it, but a nuclear explosion wiped out all living things on Mars. And there's, and this is a legitimate news story. There are, are reputable sources to back this up and you can find articles on it, but it's because of the amount of Xenon 129 in the atmosphere. What is Xenon 129? whatever number you said it's a radioactive isotope ah okay and the same was there a hulk there as well could have been radioactive a radioactive hulk yeah the whole i think that's where he got his this is gamma rays oh that's gamma rays oh whatever it's radiation yeah radiation but we're talking xenon not gamma rays well you should know that i digress (laughs) anyway so the same radiation was found after the bombs were dropped on Hiroshima. Yeah, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, Xenon-129. According to um, the scientist Brandenburg, I'm just going to say Brandenburg, uh, in this article, he says it was a natural explosion. They believe it was a natural, so it wasn't a man-made like nuclear war. It wasn't like aliens were having a nuclear war on Mars. But the natural explosion was the equivalent of one million one megaton hydrogen bombs. Wow. I, I don't even know that I could put that into perspective. Oh, like the, the well, fact that there's even a planet there, I think is impressive. If, if that naturally occurred, but now it's just a desolate wasteland. Well, I'm just trying to figure out like how in the hell that just naturally occurred because could you, you not have, like, have fusion or fission is what creates a nuclear explosion so just at some point in time just the two atoms are like all right yeah we're done and then just blow up dude i don't know like that makes me think wonder could that just happen on earth where just all of a sudden a radioactive atomic blast just spontaneously occurs and wipes everything out i mean you could have flashes from the sun right what are those the the solar flares that uh man i'm not even gonna try to talk about it but well, so the the only reason I brought this up is because with the government starting to release classified information on various UFO sightings and the Navy has videos that have come out showing various UFOs, I just think it's an interesting thing that they believe there was life on Mars 300 million years ago and that a nuclear reaction happened, wiped out the entire planet. So that's why I feel like we've been... <clears throat> chasing after mars is oh there could be life on mars could there because also, there potentially was but then this radioactive event happened that wiped everything out could there have also not been like an asteroid or a comet or something like that come in and then hit it See, and then the atmosphere gets ripped away and then you have radiation from the sun and whatever else space come in and yeah radiate I, things it could be so they haven't really figured out what caused it or like i haven't seen there's just theories but they are witnessing they are studying the levels of radiation in the martian atmosphere well then 
Elon Musk wants to set off nuclear bombs on the poles of Mars as well. Which, but I don't understand. I Do you know why? He wants to basically, it's a way to generate more, uh, like a, a, an actual livable condition there. It's like, I don't know exactly. You can look up, if you just look up Mars nuclear bombs, Elon Musk, I'm sure it'll pop up, but he wants to basically set off uh, nuclear bombs at the poles and then it'll like... It's, generate it's, some level condition terraforming is what yeah. it's called is basically you're, you're just trying to force a planet to modify the atmosphere to actually have it support you know what we consider it would be a sustainable life atmosphere. somehow it's going to create you know a water on the planet which will make it habitable maybe i'm just ignorant but didn't chernobyl cause the evacuation of chernobyl like the entire Pri- Pripyat, area Pripyat? for until like recently and then still not uh, really livable yeah i see they um it wasn't there they just had to recover the whole site again with like a huge dome or something like that because the previous structure they had used to try and keep everything in was failing yeah the sarcophagus is what they call it so it's not livable or barely livable and then i don't know hiroshima and nagasaki are those livable now i mean they're mm-hmm. so they're livable now but how many years did that take to become livable after all the radiation and uh, nuclear fallout i don't know so like what i i don't understand the the point here so we set off the nuclear bombs you try to force the atmosphere but like <laughs> is would it even be livable at that point and again i'm ignorant I'm, I'm not a space expert i just thought it was interesting that they're thinking that there was life they set off a, a nuclear explosion happened now there's no life on mars so or looking this up uh, I mean, I, it says the re- restoration process took approximately two years and the city's population, which had dwindled to about 80,000 after the bombing doubled in a short time. So that was after that's for Nagasaki. See, that, that sounds like just the, the rebuilding. That sounds just like rebuilding buildings. That doesn't actually sound like getting rid of nuclear waste or radioactive really, radi- uh, nuclear fallout. So it says, surprisingly, radiation damage in Hiroshima and Nagasaki were only short-term, unlike the more recent nuclear re- nuclear reactor disasters that took place in Chernobyl and Fukushima. Because if you remember that, the Fukushima disaster also happened. And I think the, the difference between both of those is that, like, you know, we have a nuclear explosion that happens at some place, but then after that, there's no, like, continued source of, you know, radioactive material, unlike Chernobyl and Fukushima, where those are literally nuclear plants where they housed a ton of that stuff and they can't clean it out because it's too dangerous i think fukushima they've come a long way with but chernobyl there's just so much stuff that's there that you can't walk in there for you know longer than a minute and just chernobyl still has this thing called like the elephant's foot yep and it's like this giant mass of just radioactive material and it's still like melting down and it's going to eventually go through i think there's like a concrete floor or whatever and they've place like a concrete pad below it but eventually it's gonna eat through it and then once it gets exposed to water then it'll combust or something like that i don't know i think it's crazy it's it's scary i think it's crazy what water is able to do as far as diluting things so you have something super dangerous that could kill you and throw it in water and you can dilute it enough to where it's okay have you heard the term the solution to pollution is dilution (laughs) i have not heard that's the thing solution to pollution is dilution which is crazy so water truly is like the the basis of everything i which is 
Oh no, because it's hydrogen and oxygen. Well, it's, the, the, H, it's H2O, and that that reaction is able to do all of these things and sustain life. The problem is you're not necessarily getting rid of it. Like H2O doesn't get rid of it; it just dilutes it. So it's still out there. Yeah, yeah, but it's, still, it's just spread out. I know. I, I, so if you keep doing it over and over and over again, you're eventually going to pollute the water, which is not good. Not good. Right. No moss. So going back to Mars real quick, I like to think. Or, you know, whether you believe her in aliens or not, you know, it, it's hard to believe with as expansive as space is that there wouldn't be some other form of life. Um, yeah. However, I also don't know, like with all these UFOs that people are seeing, I find it, we must have an agreement with the aliens if they exist, right? Otherwise, why would they not have just killed all of us or taken over our planet by now? Because we could be an experiment. We could be an experiment. Like that's one of... One of my teachers at one point said um, she believed in a creator, whether it's God or whatever, but she said, for all I know, aliens were a, a test experiment for aliens, and every once in a while, they just pop down and just check on their experiment and then dart off. Mm. So here's, here's a thought as well. We understand what livable conditions are for ourselves, but maybe there's other beings and other, I don't know creatures races of i mean you can find whatever some, some of those even here on the planet what is it the tardigrades or what water bears whatever they call them yeah they like can practically survive in just about anything even the vacuum of space it's like what that's crazy like there's stuff that we're still understanding i mean we only if you think since like the industrial revolution how much stuff has happened and how much we've learned since then it's like we're just scratching the surface oh yeah we're not a we're there's a there was a professor, well, what they call it, but he basically ranked like civilizations as like there's a, there's a, a step process to it, and we're still like at step one, and you know to get to step four or five and all these other crazy ones, it's insane to where you have to have something similar. Well, no, similar, but what we talked about on the last podcast was the rise and fall of civilizations. That's what it was. So like the Roman Empire, the Greeks, you yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. That sounds like it. it like levels of advanced technology within yes. a civilization. So it's um, I can't remember what it's the Kardashev scale, I believe, is what it's called. Um, but God. it's it's measuring a civilization's level of technological advancement based on the amount of energy it's able to use. So like we're still very low on the totem pole because we can't do much outside of just you know we're still using fossil fuels and some other things. And so yeah, who was the guy? <clears throat> that and I don't know if you'll know a name off the top of your head, but he apparently worked at Area Fifty One, and he's come out with all of these different, you know, you uh, he he he's come off as a UFO conspiracy theory, but he said that he worked at Area Fifty One and he worked with various elements that people don't even know exist, and that there were some technology that he described a long time ago that are now commonplace but he was like yeah we were working on that stuff at area 51 a long time ago before people even knew what this thing was i mean i could i could see a lot of people working at stuff at colleges like phds working on things that we don't ever see we don't ever see i'm pretty sure there's a netflix documentary on this guy i'm gonna see if i can find it real quick but i do find it space to a degree interests me i know we talked about you know warner and i were talking about like would you ever want to go visit space and i can't believe you say no I, i'm okay 
Like I, I I'm, okay. I'm good. I, I don't want to see what else could be out there. Like the, the, the possibility of exploration and finding something new. He's just mad because the aliens won't care about his money hacks at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> For all you know, they're the ones that invented the money hacks. Aaron, try um, to explain it. No, no, no. If you buy this and this, you save three dollars, and they have no concept. Like, what the fuck is a dollar? What is that? Yeah, the fact that we still use no, paper I'm telling money you, is it's an of... anomaly. You walk in, you get your hair cut. Really? Anomaly. Get that tin cap going. Whatever. Um, Bob Lazar. Well, I have you heard of Bob Lazar? I have not. So he's an American conspiracy theorist and self-proclaimed physicist uh, that he said he was hired in the 1980s to reverse engineer spacecraft, like UFO spacecraft. Huh. And like there have been things that he said that are accurate or are true or uh, like he said them at the time and people thought they were crazy and there was like, oh no, those that actually happened or that's something real. But yeah, I think there is a documentary. It might have been on Netflix about this guy, but... Yeah, he's it's very interesting. And I I don't know. I always want to know or a thought that I've had is who knows the most? Like is there a single person that knows the most? Like accurate information. I'm not talking conspiracy theories, but like in a political system in the government. Do you think like the president knows everything or do you think there's somebody who knows a hell of a lot more than the president that doesn't tell the president everything? I mean, there's probably some entity that, yeah, it's, you know, they're not necessarily someone anyone would know. But, yeah, they're probably, I mean, that's believable. Like, I, I would almost think that nobody knows everything, right? Like, it, all this information is spread out across multiple people to where not every, one person knows everything. But I'm wondering if there is one person that just knows, like, has unlimited clearance to everything, any piece of information they want. Because I think there's stuff that they probably keep from the president. Probably. Yeah, hundred percent. So who, you have to have that like level of what do you call it, where it's plausible. like you have a se- yeah plausible deni- deniability. I had no idea about this. You have to have that separation. So I'm curious if there is that person, like who's the person that decides the president should not know about this? A real person pulling the strings, the puppet master, puppet master baby. <laughs> so, but I do think Mar. I, I still. Mars seems to be because it's the bit closest size to Earth, and because we've found some evidence that it could sustain life. I see that why that, and it's the closest planet. I see why that's probably the target if humans were going to leave Earth, go to Mars. But how realistic is that? I just, I that I'm almost thinking the human race might be extinct before we ever got to that point. I don't, I don't think that we'll ever leave here to be honest uh, maybe at some point but like for the time being we're starting to get things figured out i think like the ozone hole yep, or the hole in the ozone started to close back up well, it's basically closed now i think we're gonna get more into renewable energy which will help as well uh we're gonna get better at uh i don't know capturing energy and using it more efficiently so I think this will, all this will help eventually. We just got, food's probably the next thing I that can, needs I to get figured out in the next fifty years. Food and clean a water, manned space flight to Mars probably happening. So like when I'm about to die on my deathbed, I might be able to see them take off and go see ya. to Mars. Yeah, 
Okay. I won't be going because uh, it's just not realistic, but I could see. But you'd be watching it on TV. Well, whatever hologram well, thing they got in my brain at the time, you know, yeah. It's, yeah so, so that's something watching it on TV, being in space. So you guys have seen the movie Interstellar, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I had this thought the other day when they go onto the one water planet mm-hmm. and the theory of relativity comes into play. So like one hour on that planet is seven years off the planet. Yeah. yeah. My thought was what would happen if like Matthew McConaughey would have had like a camera with him, like sending live feed to the spaceship Would the spaceship still see everything in real time. Like does, does that camera break the theory of relativity or does the theory of relativity still play? I, mean, I think the, the, you're still transferring data. Yeah. So we, we, what you're thinking about is whatever wireless signal they're using to send that back still has to travel and it's not going to be as fast as the speed of light so it's going to take that amount of time from where he sends it just like how we get stuff back from some of those really far off um what is it like the, the discovery probes or whatever is that go you know make it ridiculously far away. i can't imagine how long it takes for them to transmit that signal all the way back to earth you know because they're you know i don't know how far the furthest one is but like they're pretty decently far away to the point where it's just like i can imagine that probably takes forever to I get think here. the voyager whatever is beyond pluto now yeah, so it's like I don't know if we're even getting data from it any anymore. It's probably too far away. Yeah, but like it's like it still has to travel, and so you would probably take seven years for that whole feed to get back. So yeah, so that's so I started looking into it, and the answer that I found is essentially what you guys had said was you're 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 broadcasting at like sixty frames a second, and then as you get closer, that drops to forty. Mm-hmm. And then as you get closer, drops to 20. And eventually you're less than a frame. It's like a frame every seven minutes. Yeah. And that is essentially you're getting one frame, just one picture every seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That because if happening. you look at it, you think about a data well, transmission rate, it all goes back to seconds, right? Yeah. Megabits per second, kilobytes per second, whatever. That time unit's still what's being divided up and changed based it, on and it, it might gravity. not have been it might not gravity have, right that's yes. what it affects up yeah right. so it wasn't maybe it's not seven minutes maybe it was seven hours whatever yeah. the yeah. unit was but it was seven seven times the frame rate that it would you normally this little baby's gonna cost us seven years so that yeah this little maneuver this little maneuver's gonna cost us now the theory of relativity like all all, all the space physics I think are intriguing because it. it it's hard to comprehend. I still don't care about visiting space. <laughs> I, that's just mind blowing. We're gonna man. prank you. We're you wouldn't want to send you up to space. One I'm time. perfectly fine sitting here in our studio drinking beer, not in space. Was our original discussion just going up into space, like into taking a flight? Anti gravity. Oh, like, anti gravity. Anti gravity, but you know, like anti gravity. I think would be piece. fun to like float around and stuff. But yeah. I could also do that in like one of those indoor skydiving facilities. Like I don't have to go into space for that. It's a little different. But a little different. But have so, you gone skydiving? I have not. I have no desire to jump out of a plane. Zero. I am perfectly fine in my seat with you, my bag of peanuts. What, or what does interest you as far as adventure? Um, like, does hiking tickle your fantasy? Does fantasy? Fancy, 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 whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. I have hiking fantasies. No, I, I enjoy hiking. I like we went. So like is it exploring a new city is it? Uh, sorry, go ahead with your story. Yeah, I, I mean, seeing cool things that I don't normally get to see, and I know you're like, well, Aaron, you don't get to see space, but it, right. it's like, yeah. it's the risk reward. 
I, I don't trust space travel enough to be like one of the first to go up there. Sure. It, but I trust a plane or a car enough to get me to somewhere cool that I haven't seen before. So it's not that I don't like traveling or don't like exploring. I don't trust going into space. What if I told you there's a special McDonald's on the space station that has a space <laughs> burger that you probably should try, and you can money hacks are allowed. Okay, off I get it. My as bad. long as I you won't get bring there, up money hacks anymore. Sorry. As long as you get there, the burger is free. You just have to sp- spend like a billion dollars on a rocket to get there. I'll yeah. pay. My, I'll pay my three dollars for my bundle here. I don't care that it's free up there. So, anyways, all right. Can we bring it? Let's let's bring it back down to earth. Do we want to go to sports next? Yeah, let's bring it back. Okay. So I had an epiphany the other day about baseball. Okay. America's favorite pastime. Got it. Well, not anymore. So I, I did, before the show, I pulled up revenue generated per sport in America. So I pulled up four. I pulled up the NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL. Mm-hmm. NFL is king. $17.2 billion. Is in, it really? $17.2 billion in 2021. What is what is the revenue from like uh, ticket sales, like network? Probably, yeah. Like it's, it's network it's, promotions. Yeah, or so not promotions, but you know, network rights to it. Like, so, I, I'm uh, I'm assuming it's ticket sales, jersey sales, TV revenue, yeah. advertisements, all that stuff. Even hot dogs, glizzies. Probably yeah, some glizzy glizzies sales. are in there too. It's probably the most of it. <laughs> so the NFL had $17.2 billion worth of glizzy sales <laughs> in 2021. It's literally 99% of the revenue. The 1% is just making bank. Jeez. The NBA came in at number two with $10 billion. I feel the, like they've been climbing, though. I feel like the NBA has been a lot more popular over the last like 10 years than... Like I feel like the NFL's kind of dipped down a little bit in the NBA's. I think. I'm surprised. That, like, well, I, I'd be curious to see what it was in like the 1990s with like the Jordan era. And uh, what what their revenue was at that point versus like the NFL, and if the NFL overtook them, I, I don't know. I, but anyway, let's 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 keep going. MLB is third at okay. nine point six billion. So MLB is no longer, you know, it might be considered America's pastime, but it's not the most profitable sport. So NFL, NBA is number two, MLB is number three, NHL is a distant fourth at five point three billion. So, it's still pretty good for the NHL. For the NHL, I think the NHL is getting more and more popular too. I I think the NHL is definitely growing. The MLB, MLS. Oh, I didn't even look them up. Super far down. Oh, I would be shocked. Oh, MLS is just absolute. Like, there's, there's no way that MLS revenue 2021. Let's look this up real quick. Uh, 1.04 billion. So they made a billion. No, wait. Sorry. That was La Liga. MLS, uh-huh. $250 million per season. Oh. You, have some, you have some football players and, uh, and uh, NBA players that can literally buy that with their salary. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> That's to... That's ridiculous. ML, uh, MLS... Okay, February 17th, 2022. MLS surpasses $400 million in team sponsorship revenues. Hmm. So $400 million, So it's still less than a billion. So the MLS is not even on the, the map right now so the mlb has been struggling i think their average the average age of a uh, fan of major league baseball is like 55 years old i can see it they have a very wow. they have a very old old fan base so younger people are not gravitating towards baseball the same way they're gravitating towards the nba the nfl 
I've come up with a way to fix that. What I want to do. Oh, yeah. right. so so the MLB yeah. season is by far the longest season. It's a hundred and sixty-two games. Yeah, which is kind of cool because like every single day your team is probably playing. Like there's only a handful of days throughout the entire season that your team is. Say so you're only playing what? When does when does the season start? Like April? Uh, March, so April? March. So opening day is usually around April, or well, sometime in April, and then you end in, in like Octo- October. If November. You, the World Series is like mid to late October. Okay, so there's you scratch two or three months, so there's like nine months out of the year where you're playing baseball. Right. But you're playing 162 games. So if your team loses 30 games at the beginning of the season, nobody cares because there's still 130 more games. Yeah. You can go 0-30 and still be. So Whereas, you're saying there's a chance. But in the NBA, NFL, I mean, NFL, you go 0-4, 0-5 to start your season, it's a steep hill to climb well, yeah, to get to the playoffs 13 before the playoff right is it 13 weeks before playoffs what in the nfl yeah. nfl no now there's 17, 17 reg- okay, regular 17. season games and then there's the playoffs nba you have 82 nhl yep. you have 82 yep i think the way you save the mlb is you shorten the season to 82 games but here's the difference i want to institute a relegation system in the mlb similar to european soccer where the bottom five teams in the MLB drop down to AAA, and the top five teams of AAA get bumped up to the MLB. So if the New York Yankees have a horrible season and they are one of the five worst teams in the MLB, sorry, Yankees, you get to go play the Toledo Mudheads. But then... but, but, But then... The New York. Let's say they had a bad year. The New York Yankees, on even a bad year, are probably still generating more revenue than like a dog shit team. But see, like I think, in in a in a bad area, I, I don't know. I think, you get what I'm saying? No, they they will even on their worst year. They're probably generating more in revenue than some other teams. I agree, but here's where I think the relegation system is beautiful: is that it forces the team owners to actually try to win games. There is no tanking. There is no draft that they're tanking to get the number one overall pick. If you are in the bottom tier, sorry, you're going down, and the other team that won all their games in the lower team gets a chance to play with the big boys. You can no longer tank for the number one pick. Because let's say that, and I'm just using the Yankees as an example, but let's say that you know they're just tanking. They're selling off pieces. They're just trying to make as much money as they can. There's no incentive for them to win because they know that they're going to have a team next year and their people are going to show up. I like the idea of punishing the worst teams because they are not doing the things they need to do to compete and promoting the teams that are doing the things to compete and allowing them a shot at, at the big time. Now, now I'm using the MLB as an example. Yeah. The MLB would never do this. They have yeah. a hundred and however many years of history. Yeah. So they wouldn't do this. I they're think tr- too traditional. They're they're too set yeah. in you know the it's traditional America's favorite pastime. They can't change it exactly. So what I'm saying is, if you started a new baseball league with a shorter season that had a relegation system. I think it would get younger fans involved because every game matters because it's like if you go 0 and 30 in an 82 game season, oh shit, my team might get relegated to the Triple A. Yeah. I I and then like the other thing I like about it is more owners. So every single league. So I I kind of if you watch Welcome to Wrexham, 
it's a it's a docu series on Hulu or FX with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They bought an English soccer team, and they're trying to get this soccer team promoted into the higher tiers. Hmm. And they are investing a ton of time, money, and effort into building this soccer team into like a Premier League soccer team. And it's really interesting to see like what do we have to do to make our team win? Like they actually care about their team winning, whereas jerry jones of the dallas cowboys he he acts like he cares he doesn't he's got the third it's like that one of the top three most uh expensive franchises in the world i think it's still it's still the the leading franchise um it's like the new york in the nfl and they haven't done anything like crazy good in a long time they've been to the playoffs like one time in the past 10 years or something ridiculous so but it's america's team so but it is america's team team. so i like the idea of these owners that don't care about their teams and all they're using the team for is a cash cow to be punished for not promoting their team and not doing the things their team needs to do to win i love the idea and i think that would really energize baseball because now the i'm again the toledo mud hens Hey, if they can win the AAA World Series or playoffs or whatever, they get to go to the MLB and they get to try to go prove themselves. I think it would it, work to a little bit of degree, but at the same time, it wouldn't work because you have things like markets. So, like for example, I don't know much about baseball, but looking at the NBA, we have what's called small market teams versus big market teams. Yeah. And so, one of the big struggles that a small market team has is maybe they're in a location that is not necessarily desirable. So, like Pacers. NBA, so the Pacers are a great example of a small market team where we have had some pretty big name players actually play for the Pacers, uh, but you know historically. We don't have a lot of congruent talent on one team. Like the most recent case was back in 2014, 2015, when we actually had a solid lineup with, you know, Paul George, Roy Hibbert. We had a really solid cast. Um, But the funny thing about Indiana as a whole, for a while, we were one of the best basketball producing talent states that there were, like per capita. So, like, you know, Indiana is not super huge, but we were still putting out basketball players that would make it to the professional league very consistently along with cities like New York and California and all that crazy stuff. But it was like, why don't they come back to play for us? It's like, well, why would they want to? It's a small market team when they can go play in LA, they can go play in New York, they can go play in Boston where like, those are historically huge teams that have a lot of history. So you just have, you'd have the small market teams constantly fighting in this regulation and they're the ones dropping down. Whereas you, you know, New York, the Yankees are going to be perfectly okay because why all of the kids that are coming in the draft are like, well, I want them to draft me. And most of them are going to be like, oh yeah, I'll go play there instead. I think winning matters though. If the Pacers went on a, on an absolute tear and they won five championships in a row, you don't think, and they built a winning culture. You still don't think that guys would be clamoring to come play for the Pacers rather I than mean, going we to LA. Had had some pretty deep runs over the years where, like, we were consistently always in the playoffs, and like the only reason we had, you know, we in the early nine, late mid nineties, you know, we Michael Jordan happened, so we didn't make it anywhere. And then finally, when he left, two thousand happens, and it's us in the finals against. Oh, who's it? Kobe and Shaq. Great, wonderful. Like this is ridiculous. And then, you know, more recently, LeBron James I mean, has been the barrier to entry for most of what our potential championship runs would have been. So then it just like it's a continual thing where we had good talent, but we got to the point where we still couldn't get enough to make that breach over into maybe having four to five championships over the course of our franchise. So all that talent just leaves. You know, Paul George runs to Oklahoma and then L.A. and then all these other places like, well, we got 
Victor Oladipo from that trade. Yeah, and then he left after he you know had his little break star moment. And look at him now. I do. I don't necessarily think it's just winning that you could tie it all to, but I think it's entertainment value when you look at football and basketball. They're very explosive sports. I, There's I a lot there, right? Baseball. Like, it's slow paced, uh, uh, and that's why they've introduced. That's what, yeah, people love seeing home runs. They love seeing that. Uh, but this is why they instituted the the uh, not the shot clock, but the, the pitch, pitch clock in the minors to try to speed up the pace of the game. It's like I want to see, I want to see the hits, I want to see like runs, I want to see this, that, that. That is a problem, and that's why I also think that's why I said you also have to shorten the season. 162 games is so long. It's so many games, and games in the early part of the season truly do not matter. There are teams that will go on a run in the second half of the season and make the playoffs. So there's really no reason to have it 162 games other than for, in the MLB's sake, history. Mm-hmm. That's just what it's like always been. Uh, there's a lot of history changes, and like there's a bunch of asterisks, asterisks in the record books because like Roger Maris... Broke Babe Ruth's single season home run record, but he had two extra games because it was 160 games. They changed it to 162. He broke the record after the 160 mark, so they put an asterisk next to that. So it's record. always been that many games it's in been, a year. Yes, it's been a. It's just yeah. ton, so I think the length of the game wouldn't matter as much if there weren't 162 of them because then it's just like never ending. I think if you shorten the season again, I, I understand the pace of play. But I think you shorten the season, every game matters. Now you are invested to the very end because every win counts towards your points, which then gets you promoted or demoted. I I, I love the idea of a in baseball, you can't do it in football. You can't have the Cleveland Browns going down and playing, you know, even Alabama or Georgia. The Cleveland Browns would wipe the floor with any college team. Yeah. Like the worst NFL team would still smash the best college team, 100%. Yeah, because you're taking, in theory, the top talent of all of college sports exactly. and then putting them on one team. Exactly. So any the lowest NFL team can still beat the best college team. So you can't do it with football. Uh, basketball, I think it's the same thing. Oh, no, it is. You, you, can't, you can't do no. it with basketball. Nope. Baseball, anybody can beat anybody at any time because yeah. there's, a, there's less physicality in baseball than the other sports well, yeah i mean about you know i have an idea to make baseball a lot more interesting and it'll it immediately will take off like a sensational thing is you can rush the mound after every hit i love it yeah boom done like we do we, after every hit or yeah. every like when you get hit by a pitch <laughs> when you get hit by a pitch or just you have you know you if you're on, on you're on strike two I like the idea or fuck it rush the mound <laughs> And if you be, if you if you beat the pitcher in a fist fight, like, yeah. then you get first base. Then you get first base. You get you now get to walk to first. You ever? Um, there actually it's was like call your shot. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> there was a baseball. I forget. I'm not. I'm gonna say it's the wrong game. But there was an MLB game. It was like NFL Blitz, but it was. M- I think it was MLB Hits or MLB or something <laughs> like that. Where if you got hit by a pitch, you could rush the mound and beat the shit out of the pitcher, Perfect. and then the pitch you'd have to pull the pitcher because your pitcher got the. Shit beat out of them. The other thing they could do is they run to first base, and the the first baseman caught the ball. But if your guy knocked the other dude out, and the ball came loose, well, well, he's he's, he's safe good. now. <laughs> so institute hockey rules with baseball, and I think we got a winner here. Hmm. But I would I would agree. Like with MLB, I think that's realistic. With you know the skill levels, like I'm not saying baseball is easy. It's clearly not. Like hitting a pitch at 100 miles an hour, like it, that's 
ridiculous and also making sure you have the field awareness to know where your teammates are if someone's throwing something deep from the outfield to you you're trying to do a double play i get that but i feel like with like you said with nfl and nba there's like just so much of a very big disconnect between the actual professional players and then like the semi-pro leagues uh there was a really funny guy um he was a decent he played in the nba so obviously he was good at basketball his name was like brian scalabrine and scalabrini scalabrini yeah and he some guy was like talking shit to him and he wasn't necessarily like he was just you know a classic fan because like he, i think he averaged like i don't know, like six points his whole career per game and everyone's like well that's dog shit but he had his quote is the funny thing was he's like i'm closer to the Le- lebron than you are to me and which is hilarious because everyone knows that lebron is a generational talent of you know he's probably one of the best or the best players currently playing in the league right now and it's just funny to say that like you know this guy you would say well he's he, well, he's averaging six points a game who gives a shit he was still closer to LeBron than just a regular average Joe is even remotely close to him yeah. in playing a game of basketball. I mean, if you think about that, the, the levels of competition, right? You go from middle school to high school to college to NBA, or even you could throw in the D League or whatever it is, the G League. Yeah, they made the G League. And, then, and then the NBA. Every step of the way, you're skimming the top talent. And then it moves forward, and you That's, skim the top talent, and then it moves forward. Well, so, so it's in theory, it's like even if he makes it up there, you beat out all of that. Yeah, no, they're the, the zero like, point zero one percent because I can't remember how many active NBA players there are. Um, but even you see some of those guys do drop down into the G League, and they just go on a tear, and they're averaging thirty five points, forty points a game. Like, yeah, where the fuck is that? And, and then they get back into the NBA. Uh, averaging like eight, maybe ten points. You're like, oh god. Yeah, the NBA, and so I did see. I didn't see that quote from Scalabrini, but I did see that he actually put on a one-on-one tournament where it was him versus literally everybody, and he just one on one on one, and he went like fifteen and zero, and I think they were playing to eleven. He went like fifteen and zero. It was like a hundred and fifty to three. I think he gave up like three points or some stupid. The entire one on one tournament. No, it's it's insane. Just like they, people just truly, even the worst guy in the NBA is still better than almost the entire world. Yeah, I will like, say that the the good thing about the NBA, the NFL, uh, MLB, they're not plagued by money issues. Whereas, like, I'm a big racing fan. I love racing to death. I love cars to death. Biggest problem that plagues racing is money. What do you People mean? People can pay to play. I mean, you if you have the money, you can get an F1 seat. Like, obviously, you'll have to work your way up. You'll still have to go through the tiers. There's, like, I think we talked about it last week. I can't remember if we did or not. The super license thing. Oh, I think no. we talked, did about, we talk that about, off, about that. I think we talked yeah. about that off mic. Did we talk about that off mic? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, so, so, so explain so, that. So to race an F1, you have to have what's called a super license. And basically, it's a point system that says, like, if you race in Formula 3 and you place this at, at this point in the championship, you get this many points. If you race in Formula 2, then you get this many points. And then you get up to Formula 1. And you have to have 40 super li- or forty points to earn your super license basically grants you access to to do that but regardless if you bring sponsorship money if you bring some amount of talent obviously you have to be somewhat good yeah to, like, like right. if you and i were billionaire or let's say me i'm i've done your like little video game vr i'm a horrible driver i think you're fine i mean but, it's, but, but it's, my it's, point it's is a relative even yeah. if i was a billionaire and bought myself a seat 
they probably wouldn't let me drive. Right. Because right. I have no, I have zero experience driving at all. Because like, what, yeah, what, what a sponsor wants to see is they want to see a guy that's going to win mm-hmm. or at least get on the podium because a podium never and winning means exposure for their sponsorship and it gets them out there, right? But the problem is people could just pay and they're like, oh yeah, you want to pay for to drive our car? Yeah, gladly, we'll take you. Yep. But like NBA... It's yeah. not like you could do that. You can't even be like, though, oh, even though Mark Cuban is really trying to get on the court. Like, sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter how much you keep putting into this team. We're you're not good. you're not stepping out here. We don't need you. At least you sh- th- those sports do not have that problem. It's the biggest problem plaguing racing altogether. I will say that's a little bit different, but you do have a political side of sports that yeah. I was not privy to until after I was like done playing sports, uh, which is kind of a shame that there are guys that get a shot because of who they know and well, their, I, I, yeah, and, and their connections is, is, is literally everywhere. Like even yes. your professional career, like it, it's, it's yeah, you always, so there's that. But then also let's say the MLB has like 53 rounds draft. The, the MLB insane. draft has like 53 rounds or something. What's it, the average roster size for an MLB team? Uh, 25? MLB is, 27 okay i think it's a 20 no it's 40 it's a 40 man roster and then you drop to 27 in the playoffs mm-hmm. or, or maybe it increases maybe it increases for playoffs regardless it, it's something so there's a lot of guys and by 30 teams right but then a lot you of also pitchers, right a lot of pitchers i mean every team has at least 10 pitchers good lord so because you have at least five starters and then you've got another five in relief um but then you have AAA. You have to fill out a AAA team. You have to fill out a double A team. You have to fill out a single A team, right? So like that's why I didn't know the MLB draft covered the uh, minor leagues on that. Yeah. So like oh. so the number one pick in the MLB draft will probably skip single A. They might skip double A and go straight to AAA. Well, yeah, you, yeah, I forgot. That's so you have to start in AAA to get into the. You don't have to. They can could. You, can you actually just straight draft into MLB? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I always thought they had to go through the minor leagues. No, first. they do it to get them some work, get them some exposure, get them comfortable before they bring them up. Wow. But technically, they could draft a guy and put him in the in the starting lineup day one if hmm. they wanted to. There's no requirement there. Has anyone ever done that? I not there. There might be, but there maybe way back in his. I have no idea. Hmm. But. If you draft a guy in the first round of the MLB draft and you give him a signing bonus of $5 million versus a guy that you drafted in the 40-something round, gave him a signing bonus of 5000 the guy that you invested $5 million with a signing bonus in your first round pick, he's going to make it. Yeah. Even if the guy in the 40th round produces more and plays better, the guy signed in the first round is going to make it well over the guy signed in the 40th. Hmm. So there is a level of politicism in like baseball and in sports that most people don't see. The other thing that I, I feel like an idiot, not even thinking about this, your minor league baseball team, like we have the Indianapolis Indians on our, in, yep. in Indy. They're a farm team for the pirates, right? for the, for the Pittsburgh pirates. pirates. Yeah. They don't care about winning. They don't go out there to win. They are there to develop players. Yeah. So I was so naive thinking that my local 
farm team wanted to win baseball game they, they don't care they like the fireworks on fridays yes, exactly. <laughs> they are literally there to develop talent and send them to the majors yeah they don't care about winning well i bet they make money off of that it was like if you take this player and you develop them into a quality mlb player there's probably some incentive, right? Like, oh, there they, there's to be. well, it's promotional stuff. So, like around the the Indian Stadium, yeah, there is. We we had this guy play we had in our Ken Griffey. Yeah, we had Ken Griffey Jr. I believe as well. So I, yeah, I both you. of those. We had yeah. the, we had this guy in our system. We had this guy. So there are banners so of all of logo. There are these banners in uh, all over the stadium of the guys they like, sent to the MLB. Uh oh, what was the Randy Johnson? Randy Johnson, boy. Randy for, Johnson. Yeah, there's a there's a shortstop for the Pirates now, or Pirates now that oh. played it. He's a six foot Dude, seven shortstop. I saw that guy play. That's some corn fed right there. The, the ironic he could have played for the Pacers, he man. Could've. Yeah, but he went. His true love was for America's pastime. <laughs> he, <laughs> he just loves stickball. He really does. Um, he we we saw him go up to to bat, and I think that day he was playing DH, designated hitter. Yeah. And my guess is it was just to get some batting. Just to get some reps in, yeah. Yeah, because what what did you say he plays now? He's a shortstop. shortstop. Yeah, Shortstop. This man walks up, and I'm like, that man's batting zone, like his, his strike zone, is like four foot tall. It's I mean, it's huge. It's crazy. It, it, it's crazy. But I'm like, this guy just does not fit baseball. It just doesn't make sense. But uh, – we saw him play, and I did, really didn't think anything of it other than him being really tall and playing baseball. And I'm like, this is whatever. And then I saw a TikTok or something like that, and it's like, this guy is bigger, faster, and stronger than this. Blah, 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 blah. They said he threw 95 or whatever from shortstop to first or something like that, 98. He, at the Earlier in the season, at that time, I think he had thrown the hardest ball from shortstop. Yeah. It was 98 across the diamond. And then he was faster than some NFL running back. Yeah. And then I can't remember his other stats. Oh, his hitting. His, like, ball speed was ridiculous. Like, the the ball coming off the bat was ridiculous. His exit velocity is, yeah. And then on top of that, he was six whatever. Six which seven. which is even crazier that Aaron Judge, as the right fielder for the New York Yankees, is 6'9". That's insane. In so here was here was another discussion. If and, and this has been used a lot. If all of our best athletes in America played soccer, oh, God, we would be the most dominant soccer country on the planet. I don't care where you're from. It, it th- this is not a debate. This is a fact. If you put Calvin Johnson, Hall of Fame wide receiver that played for the Detroit Lions, in goal there is not a single ball that he can't they did a a radius he could catch a ball within 10 feet in any direction of him like because of his vertical jump his wingspan how tall he was he could guard a two-car garage hell even a three-car garage (laughs) in any direction did they do this on sports science yeah like okay yeah his his goaltending radius is unbelievable Imagine LeBron James as your striker. Yeah. You you're putting be insane. You're putting him in the box on a corner kick. Yeah. Like he's jumping 12 feet into the air and just heading this you ball at this yeah, this small Chilean goalie needs to put it up there 
is this it was this big but now it's this big because my man has a 45 inch vertical yes he's six nine has a 40 inch vertical and there's nobody that can compete you know what the one statistic that's gonna screw it all what's that the amount of money that he can make well, if he plays for the no. Champions League, he's yeah. going to make a lot more that, there. That's, yeah, the, that's it, the thing, is he could but go that, play. But then, but then that's not the U.S. No, but he would still play for the U.S. national team. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's not playing in the MLS. He's playing in European soccer. But even then, okay, let's say all of our athletes did play soccer in the U.S. The, the MLS would be the premier soccer league in the world. Yeah. So all the European countries are sending their soccer players here. True. So I, I, it's, it's weird to think about. But if we had all of our best athletes play soccer, it wouldn't even be fair to the rest of the world in soccer. No. That's just I would my, agree. That's just I my mean, take. All right, so we fixed the MLB. We fixed the MLS. What else do we need to fix <laughs> we here tonight? We fixed space. We fixed space. You know, Mars is terraformed. <laughs> we can move there now. What else do we need to do? This, this podcast is solving just everything. <laughs> next, we solve world Six hunger. But we'll save that for next episode. It's that time of the night. What time of the night is it? It is the last call. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last call on the last call podcast where every week we do a little something different. This week we're going to kind of do something that we did before, even though I just said we do something different. Um, We are going to do a draft. And the last time we did a draft, it was Nick and I drafting animals to be a part of our football team. This that time, was a fun one. I enjoyed I'm, that. I'm one. still stick by my whale defense. <laughs> nothing's getting, nothing's getting Nothing, by your you whale can't of a get linebacker. By the whale that lays across the entire field. The line of scrimmage is just blue whale. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even see your receiver. Your receivers can't even run a route because say, there's just a whale yeah, in the way. <laughs> you're, just, you're just kicker. It has to kick, you know, 50-yard field goals every time. Here's the problem. The whale is dead because of lack of water. And uh, so well, he they just, definitely can't move. Yeah, he's just staying at the 50-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they have impenetrable. Uh, what was it? The kicker from IU last night hit a 51-yard yeah. field yeah. goal? Yeah. yeah. So After they, the pre- they, they just have to have uh, hit that, you know, find so, a donkey that can kick that much, and then boom, <laughs> you're good. You're, you're, you're making three points every time. I don't even – oh, we did we did draft kickers, didn't we? We did draft kickers. Did okay. We? I think we did. I think you – uh, one was a kangaroo, and the other one, one, yeah, I forget what the other one was. Uh, but well, we'll go back to listen. Hey, you should go back and listen it, and uh, let us know what episode it was from. Dude, I, don't I don't remember. I don't even remember. We've done episode so many from. episodes. All right, so this week's draft is going to be an NBA draft. We are going to draft NBA an NBA team starting five, but our draft class is going to be Sesame Street characters. Love so it. We have to make an NBA team out of Sesame Street characters. By the way, how many Sesame Street characters? There did are you- one thousand nine hundred and forty-nine. So, so this draft class is deep. <laughs> it's a very deep draft. We class. have a deep pooled, <laughs> and we've done our scouting on every single one of them. So <laughs> <laughs> heights, weights, quickness, agility, yeah. Ver- vertical. <laughs> so we're gonna Potential do an NBA revenue. draft. Class. All right, so I'm, I'm going to... Hold on, let me pull up the... Says, uh, <laughs> Sesame Street draft yeah, class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so here... All right, so here we go. So um, 
I'm Sean, just looking at this picture. <laughs> I can't stop. Like, so Sean, <laughs> Sean is the newcomer to the Last Call podcast. Are we, so how are we doing this draft? Are we doing snake draft? Are we doing? Uh, uh yeah. Yes, I believe. I need to record these. Oh, as, yeah. so as my, we go. I do need to write mine down so I know who I can't pull and who I cannot. So might, might not be a bad idea. We're gonna we're gonna do a snake draft. Five. We're just doing five. Yeah, right? it, it's we're, just we're five. Filling, we're filling the uh, the starting five. The starting five. That's it. Yes. All right. Cool. All right. So Sean, you're the newcomer, and then we'll go Warner me, and then we'll snake back and forth. <sighs> yep. Cool. All right, so I mean, overall, first all pick, I need a center. It's going to be Big Bird. No, number one draft. I need a center, and it's it's going to be Big Bird. Absolutely, I knew it. I knew that was going to be my number one pick. Because how could you not? I'm looking how at this draft class. There are a lot of short. <laughs> there are a lot of short people in this. They're one. about this tall yeah. <laughs> they're, they're about the size like of my forearm yeah, yeah i mean I, it's kind of weird how, how that kind of played out how could i not take the eight foot two inch tall bright yellow anthropomorphic bird he can roller skate ice skate dance swim sing write poetry draw the dudes he can ride a unicycle and he can dunk over he, your ass bro, he barely has to put his hand up he's just yam 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah number one i'll pick right there oh. big bird for sure all right. Uh, I thought this one through. The problem with Big Bird. Oh, <laughs> oh there's a oh, problem. There's problem huh? Is the arms. And that he doesn't have any. He does. <laughs> he has. He's got hands I'm, at the ends of those wings. Feathers? I don't care if you put the ball me, in his I fucking get it. mouth. I get it. He's tall. He is tall. But look at where his arms are halfway down his body. Also, the way he's wearing his tie, that is a long tie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that man can't reach the rim. Oh, he can. And you're telling me he can use those to fly? No. Yeah, <laughs> you know who can, can put that ball in the net? The great Snuffleupagus. Oh, you're also Snuffleupagus. Taking, you're taking big men off the board. Yes. I'm, I'm, we're going to go big man. Oh, we're going opposite of what the NBA tradition is heading in right now, like three-point like shooters. Ball. Uh-uh. No, we're going back to big ball. I'm just going to have... Great Snuffleupagus. You can take that ball, take that trunk, dump it, dunk it in there. Perfect. Every time. Also, great defense. All right. Look so, at those so eyes. We went, They're we, fucking huge. So... You can see everything. We went, we went two <laughs> big men in a row with my third pick. The Indianapolis Aaron Thompson select. <laughs> you just adopted the city? <laughs> <laughs> select Elmo. As our point wow. guard, I'm selecting the general. Not, our offense runs through Elmo. Elmo is the general out there on the court. I, uh, nothing, nothing happens without Elmo. So Elmo is my point guard. Elmo. All right. All right. Back to me for our snake draft. What? Right? Or are we just going through? We can just go through. So back oh. to Sean. All right. Let's go back to Sean. All right. So uh, I think we're gonna draft for my power forward. We're gonna go with the two headed monster, and that only counts as one draft. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care that he has two heads, but that is that is one. He's also a big boy. That. He's a big boy. That. I thought about. I that. Need that. I need. He's, he's my Charles Barkley. Wait, who who is it? He's it's the two headed monster. Ah, two-headed monster. <laughs> okay. He, yeah. He can I keep one head on a swivel, the other one watching the ball. Yeah, he, yeah they say he's 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 gonna he's gonna do a lot for me. All right. So Sean with the two headed monster. So Sean has Big Bird and the two headed monster. <laughs> All right. My my next pick. <laughs> 
I'm going with the gray. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep a straight face. I'm going with Grover. <laughs> is it Grover or is it Super Grover? Which one I do you want? I want specifically Super Grover. Super. The man with a hold on, helmet. Hold on. No, and hold, a on, hold on. Isn't Grover a Muppet? No. No. He's a f- I thought he was a Sesame Street character. He's in Sesame Street. <sighs> okay. He I'm, might. He might have made a. I uh, am on a, the. Oh uh, no! I'm thinking of Gonzo. Oh. The the one with the real big long, the purple guy with the big nose. Aaron's trying to draft the fucking Swedish chef over here. Mamma mia! No, I'm going with Grover specifically. Super Grover. He has a helmet and a cape. The man could fly. That man's dunking balls all day. You're never catching him. Am I on the clock? What was that? that? No, it was the timer ending on the on the stream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. all right. We we, we hit an hour. Oh, we did yeah. an hour. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I didn't know you programmed that in there. I thought it was like my turn to pick. Like I'm on. We should do that for the last call. But I which don't is know. funny is that every every the, every time we roll OBS now it says the stream duck plugins like broken plugins broken. So it's weird yeah. that it actually worked. Well, so I always hit that, or I I always forget to. I I've programmed a a drink button in here. So I click it, and then it starts an hour timer. And uh, the issue is, we start the podcast, and then I forget to push the button. Oh, well, there you go. This time I actually remembered, so we're at an hour right now. I don't trust my source for Sesame Street characters, because Davy Jones (laughs) is on my list list of Sesame Street characters. Okay. I think he had an appearance on the show. That's fine. All right. All right. I'm going as my shooting guard. Oh. The, you're going specific, like you're you're picking them based on the Indian Indianapolis Aaron Thompson select Count von Count. Oh, he's gonna be my he's gonna be uh, my uh, scoreboard guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be my scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> the man, it's not messed up the score. Count yeah. von Count will suck the life out of the other team. Uh, oh, I, don't like, I don't like that. He's gonna he's gonna drain them. Uh, they're gonna be tired. They're gonna be uh, lo- they've lost a pint of blood or two. Uh, by the end of the game. So Count Von Count, shooting guard, drafted to the Indianapolis Aaron Thompsons. God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with a real controversial pick here. (laughs) Coming in for the point guard, I want Stinky. (laughs) Who is Stinky? He's, it, he's I'm a, looking at it. It looks like a, it's a a pot, like a clay pot it's with a, it's, some it's a plant in a pot, a bud of wheat coming out of it. What? Yeah, I didn't. Even Is know this that's one of those character? like new gen Sesame Street characters? I know. I think he's been around for a hot you minute. You think it's like Pokemon where you have the first hundred fifty? Yeah, I think Stinky. there was there was the old gen and the new gen. What? Okay, what do you see beneficial? out of here really it's just his court presence because um <laughs> he uh, he's a bit self-conscious about his smelly lot in life so i think he's gonna be all right nobody wants to touch him That's no, no nobody wants to, yeah. nobody no wants to guard him <laughs> so he's he's rolling around in that pot his debut was in 1993 by the way so he's not a new gen one but um yeah so i think he's he's got the rock everyone's afraid to touch him because he smells like shit and you know at the end of the day he's still scoring points so i'm gonna go with stinky for point guard oh, man all right uh <laughs> My next pick, I'm going Cookie Monster. No. Oh, is that your power forward? I'm going. I'm, 
No, he was going to be my center because he eats rebounds. The oh. center? Well, he eats it. That's not helpful because he can't pull him back up. How tall is Cookie Monster? I, I don't know. I was going to pick a... He would be a monster on the boards. He would eat those rebounds up like cookies. Like, I mean, he... I had this whole thing planned out. You just ruined it. Uh... Yeah, I don't. I, 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 he just seems like he's gonna have a sugar rush. He seems like a liability. So he's gonna honestly. be a. You see those no, eyes? He's gonna have, fl- flipping around. He can't <laughs> see shit. I will say, if there is a rebound, he's probably not getting it because he can't tell whether the ball is over here or over here. Uh, his but eyes are kind of all over the place. The man, <laughs> the man is full of energy because he's on a sugar rush. Yeah. So he's doping. I don't like this. That's that's third pick, right? I don't know. You still have to do your third pick. Yeah, pick. I've got my third pick. Um, man, I need a big God, man. If I, oh, I need a, I need a big man. Ooh. <laughs> Can you filter your Sesame Street characters by, by height? height? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking through my draft notes. So hold on. How much of my form is in their ass? I need to figure out how this is working for me. <laughs> Um, uh, he looks pretty big. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, we should have had uh Hugh here for this. I think I okay. He does a really good Elmo. Okay, here we go. Uh, for the third pick for the Indianapolis Aaron Thompsons, (laughs) they're selecting center. The beautiful day monster. The beautiful day. (laughs) What? What is that? Uh, I don't know, but he looks he looks big. He looks bigger than Big Bird, so uh, we might have a Dikembe Mutombo type in, uh, beautiful in the draft. Big Bird's already sitting at eight foot two, so so he's a uh, how tall? Beautiful is day eight monster, foot eight foot two. That's why I said I don't need to worry oh about his hands. He he's still going to be okay. Okay, so uh, his his draft notes it says beautiful day monster beautiful is a blue monster. monster. Ooh, is a blue Muppet monster best remembered from his appearance in the Ed Sullivan Show in 1969. Ruining a girl's beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's his draft notes. So uh, hey, he's gonna ruin the offense's day on the other side of the ball. So we're going beautiful day monster is my center. Ooh, is see, that? I see a picture I of a that. beautiful day monster gets mailed to Pittsburgh because he was flat and cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do see that as well. so. What the fuck is that? All right, so my center is Who beautiful is day guy? monster. Uh, he's a Muppet, like an actual Muppet. Oh, he's a Muppet? Yeah, he's oh. he's in the uh, movie. I want, I want uh, that one. He looks huge. Treasure Island. He's, he's a big boy. Um, so, it's back to me? Yep, All back right. to you. So, for uh, the, uh, Sean, he's going to choose for a shooting guard. It's going to be Hoots the Owl. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be old Hoots here. The boy oh is unguardable. God. I'm not going to lie. I'm struggling. I don't the the draft class is really <laughs> I don't know, I, I'm picking up some I'm picking up some heat the, here the, like we're probably this is the next hoots. dynasty happening right now before your eyes Hoots the owl Hoots the owl I do see Hoots the owl he's, the he's got hands that wingspan is huge man this we got some I can't believe nobody wants to pick up Oscar the Grouch He's just a, he's real he's a detrimental presence in the locker room. I can't have that on my team. All right, I want a really positive vibe. In this. I, can't, I can't have that. Who's the owl's kind of scary looking? Huh. I just imagine the man just taking the rock and just yamming it on you. Like, you can't do anything. Like, you're done. You're <laughs> he's just, yamming it. You're done. All right, Warner, All right, you're up. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a a little bit of a controversial pick. I don't know. 
I'm gonna go Bert. Bert. Bert of Bert and Ernie. I I thought I could draft it as a combination group, but I I decided that was against the rules. Individual. I'm going Bert. I think that hair's gonna throw people off. It looks like a banana with like the little frivol at the top. You uh, went, at the you top went, of it. Yeah, you went Bert over Ernie. I just I think Bert's got the Ernie, height. Ernie's more of a point guard. He's not. Yeah. He's not going to do anything there. Bert's got the height. Uh, okay. All right, Aaron. What you got for your fourth pick? Hold on. I'm I'm making notes. He's to... frantic over here. He's typing. He's uh, he's doing analysis. He's already putting his bets on fucking um, DraftKings. Like, all right. Well, I think I got pretty good salt here. All right. So. Okay. So I need to. Ooh. I need a power forward. Who's my power forward gonna be? You should get little. You I should get little I don't, bird. I don't think you want forgetful Jones on your- <laughs> <laughs> What was the play again? He's, he's not even fucking coming up to the game. He's like, oh, I thought I forgot we had one today. That's weird. <laughs> the amazing Mumford doesn't even have mm. eyes. Mr. Johnson looks like my math teacher. <laughs> Why don't you get Shermlock Hermlock? He's gonna solve oh. the problems of your defense there. Man, guy smiley. I think for my my power forward, I'm going. The Indianapolis Aaron Thompsons are going with Frazzle power forward from Frazzle. Sesame Street. Frazzle, what is this? I don't know. Wait but a oh, there he is. He does look big. Hang on, right there. Frazzle, Sesame Street. Well, he has some suckers in oh, his hands. He's gonna eat the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he does look big. He, oh, he looks mean and intimidating. Oh, frazzle. I could see him being a stealer. There, there's a picture of him eating a book. <laughs> he's eating a book. He's, he's a down and dirty, strong, powerful. This is a, a comic six with, nine out of the University of Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> this is a comic with Bert and Ernie and Frazzle. He says, Bert. Uh, no, that's Ernie, isn't it? That's Bert. Ernie says, shoo, you monster, scram. And then uh, Ernie, or Bert says, no, wait, my book. I don't believe this. And then Frazzle says, mmm, boring story is delicious. <laughs> Sounds exactly like what you want playing basketball. He doesn't have time for your boring stories while he is slamming it down your throat. So Frazzle is my power forward. All right. Sean, fifth, I, I, fifth I'm, and I'm final clo- pick. I'm closing out my fall small forward, and once again, this is a package deal. I'm going with Yip Yips, or locally known as the Martians. So <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's, a, that's a package deal, yeah. Their communication is terrible, they, though. All they say is me. But they, <laughs> but they, got, those, they got the tentacles, so they technically have like four to six arms that like you know lock down defenders. Like you can't mm. get past them. Mm. There's also two of them, so good luck. That's true. Get a combination. You've gotten basically two extra players. Uh, your five-man is, is, is grown, team yeah. is seven. Yeah, well, sorry. Draft better. Impressive. Maybe your scouts should do a better job. Okay, well, Grover can literally fly, so. <laughs> sorry, right. Super Grover. So who is your, the Meep Meeps? Is the called, Martians. They're called Yip Yips, called, or colloquially known as the Martians, yeah. The Martians. The Martians. Okay. All right, Warner, who's your last pick? All right, my last one. I have to follow up Bert. I got to get Ernie. Oh wow, look at that! Got to get Ernie. The package oh, deal. They're, they're package deal. They work well together. I they live together. I should have taken Ernie just out of spite. <laughs> I, th- I thought somebody was going to do it. I left him to the end, just for that reason. Oh, Are the bananas a thing? I thought so. All right, that would have been a good deal. Oh boy! Let's see, Aaron. What do you got? Do you want to draft Last? beach ball? 
Beach ball. You can, you can beach, ball. beach ball. You, can, you could confuse the team, and they're like, "Oh, go after the ball," but it's really beach ball. All right. With my final pick, the Aaron Thompson. No, the Indianapolis <laughs> Aaron Thompson. <laughs> you met, you <laughs> I must forgot up. your own team name. The Indianapolis Aaron Thompson select. Oscar the Grouch. There we are. Shooting for really? Wow. He's going to be toxic a, in the locker room. He's got a, he's he's a great ball defender, ball to, ball fun. protector. He he just dives into his can. Nobody's getting that ball from him. He's uh yeah, but he's not shooting it either. We, we call that a carry. That's, 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 <laughs> I can't do that. Come on. How is, is he? It? How is he moving down the court? Are you uh, saying he's just cherry picking at the end of the court every single time? He tips his can on the side and rolls. rolls down the court. So Oscar the Grouch, I think he's uh, he's ridiculous. He's a two way player. I think he can play de- uh, a good defense. Solid wing defender. That the, guy. The man has never showered after a game. Uh, teammates don't necessarily like to be around him. But it doesn't matter because he's a great player. The toxic team chemistry really is. waiting to happen. All right, let's do a real quick recap. We've got Sean. <laughs> Looking at your <laughs> Sean has Big Bird, the two-headed monster, Stinky, Hoots the Owl, and the Martians. <laughs> That's a championship team. That's a championship team right there. Warner has Snuffleupagus, Super Grover, Cookie Monster, Bert and Ernie. Aaron Ooh. has Elmo, Count Van Count, Beautiful Day Monster, Frazzle, <laughs> and Oscar the Grouch. Count's just going to count the number of fouls that yeah, he has. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one foul. <laughs> now he's going to count the number of boys, uh, points he's putting up on your ass. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> just like Jordan counted down from 50. That's what the count's going to be doing. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, leave us a comment on Instagram at the T-H-E-E Last Call Podcast. Uh, we'll post the lineups that we have. And who are you picking? Yeah, yeah who, are you who are you picking? Let us know your lineup because I don't think you're beating us. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining. Anything else, guys? Nope. Thanks for coming. Yeah. For the Last Call Podcast, I'm Aaron. That's Nick. That's Sean. And we hope you have a great fucking Friday. Bye, friends. This room won't be open all your sisters come So gather up your jackets Move it to the exits I hope you have found a friend Closing time Every new beginning Comes from some other